Father, I thank you and I praise you and I glorify your holy name for the privilege of teaching tonight, teaching this word that you gave for me to teach. I thank you, Father God, that you are glorified, that we come boldly before your throne room of grace in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that we are ready as, the, as a body and prepared to meet you. And we see that time is running out so very quickly. I thank you, Father God, for the signs and wonders and miracles that we will see in this church. God, you said that this church is a hospital and whatever the need, when people come in, they will receive whatever they need. And I believe that you said this is a city. You were sending us to a city whose builder and maker is God. And you said, as Sarah receives strength to conceive seed, and I thank you, Father God, that we're in that hour right now in the name of Jesus. And I praise you for it, God. I thank you that as I yield myself to you, Holy Spirit, that the Spirit of God and the Word of God comes forth and this seed fall upon good ground, good soil, and bring forth a mighty harvest. God, I thank you for the children in the children's church and in youth, Father, for the next three weeks. They'll be staying home and they'll be so ready and excited to come back to church, Father God, to see what you have done. God, I'm just expecting for great things to take place, Father God, in this church. I call it full to capacity and overflowing in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, as, as the congregation hears this new series by John Bevere, Father God sees it, Father God, that there will be a change that there will be a mighty outpouring of your spirit in, in this church, Father God, that things will happen, Father God. There will be signs and wonders that will come forth from this word. And I thank you, Father God, that Pastor and I leave this church in your care, Lord, in your hands, Lord. And, and you, are, you are the shepherd of this church. You're the shepherd of the church that's in Oregon. God, I thank you that places that you've placed in my heart, Father God, that need, where there needs to be Shekinahs, Father God, I know that, Father, if, if there's time that you will open those up supernaturally in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Let's turn to Psalms 28.7. I never thought how exciting 70 years old could get. It's just a number. Moses was how old? Well, look at Harden. He was 40 and then you've got who was the oldest person recorded? Methuselah? <laughs> yeah. How old was he? Not, can you imagine being 900 years old? <clears throat> Glory to God. Psalms 28.7. The Lord gave me this and it's promises how he helps his children. So... I'm excited about this, hearing all these things that are going on. And um, 
I can give a praise report today. Um, so I know when something's going on in the spirit realm, just me, but my dogs today, you could sense, Buddy is very sensitive to the things of the spirit. And he literally jumped off my lap, which he has not done in probably, gosh, how many years? I mean, it jumped off my lap and took off running. And so God is doing something mighty. I was like, buddy, knock it off. But he is perfectly fine. The Lord is my strength and my impenetrable shield. My heart trusts in, relies on, and confidently leans on him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise him. Glory to God. The Lord, verse 8, is their unyielding strength, and he is the stronghold of salvation to me, his anointed. Save your people and bless your heritage. Nourish and shepherd them and carry them forever. You know, in the 23rd Psalm, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. Glory to God. What a promise. Amen. I'm going to read it in the, in the King James um, well, let's look at verse 6. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my shield, and my heart trusteth in the Lord, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song I will praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save the people and bless thine inheritance. Do you realize that we're his inheritance? You ever thought about that? You are his inheritance? Think about that. God, and it says, feed them also and lift them up forever. Lift them up forever. And then we have in Psalms 40, 17, As for me, I am poor and needy, yet the Lord takes thought and plans for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Oh, my God, do not tarry. You know, we look at the situation like um, Nada gave a prayer request. I had shown her today of this young woman in, was it in Syria, Saudi Arabia? And she had been beaten with 20 lashes and her whole back was just bruised and open and it, for for reading her bible for reading her bible we have no idea how good we have it here you know in the state of tennessee children are being forced to speak parts of the quran and worship allah that's in our country, folks. We have the power to stop this through the word of God and through prayer. We cannot be slothful anymore. And God promises, he promises us 
that he is our strength and he is our shield. Deliver, oh my God, and do not tarry. Glory to your name, Jesus. Isaiah 41.10. You know, we're so blessed. I, you know, I don't think any of us here, or very few of us, listen to the news. The only news I get is off my page on Facebook, and it's um, very little. And I'm very picky who it comes through. And um, when I saw that picture of her, I thought, thank God that she is faithful to Jesus, that there are people that are faithful to Jesus. They're being martyred for Jesus. We need to keep ourselves ready and prepared to stand. We can turn this thing around in this country. It is not too late. It's not too late. We Christians need to stand up and take a hold and just say, we're not having this. But we need to become a voice and we need to become one and we need to stand together and not get upset with each other or whatever, but stand in unity. Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000. Think of Think of a whole church standing in unity. I think of Gideon's army. You know, he had a bunch of people and God said, you know, he kept telling him what to do. And finally he said, go down and choose the ones that lap it up. And they weren't as many. Honey, if you can grab my water, I'd greatly appreciate it because I am going to need it. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not there fear not there is nothing to fear for i am with you do not look around you in terror and be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen and harden you to difficulties i will strengthen and harden you to difficulties yes i will help you yes i will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice He's holding us up with Jesus is literally holding us up. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We, you know, this is fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help you. I will hold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Where does Jesus sit on the right hand of God? And the Bible says he is, he is, lifted us up and set us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, I think I got this sermon around, what time, Nada, was it the last time you showed up at my house? I was working on it for. So this is just a fresh sermon from God. Isaiah 50, verse 9, for us tonight. I almost started laughing when Mike talked about the earthquake and the tsunami that's supposed to hit Hawaii. Like, you are stupid, devil. Was it a tsunami? Is that what you said, Mike? He said it was a possibility because it was an 8.3 earthquake. They said uh, they, they don't know how it's going to develop. N not while I'm there. Who is among you 
who reverently fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant, servant yet who walks in darkness and deep trouble and has no shining splendor in his heart. Let him rely on, trust in, and be confident in the name of the Lord and let him lean upon and be supported by his God. Let him trust in the name of Jesus. Let him lean on Jesus. Let him be supported by his God. Hallelujah. Lean on. Trust. Be confident in the name of the Lord. Let him lean on and be supported by his God. Thank you, Jesus, who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Thank you, Father. I remember I've, we've talked before about our pastor that talked about a man that I don't remember if he knew him or not that um, was in a car and they were on a mountain road. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he came around a corner and there was a big truck that was jackknifed across the road. And all the man could do was close his eyes and say, Jesus. And the next thing he knew, he was on the other side of the truck. And when he got out, the driver of the truck said, how did you do that? He didn't know because he had his eyes closed. He just said, Jesus, thank you, Lord. I mean, we need to realize at the name of the Lord, every knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess and will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Praise you, Lord. So um, Hebrews 13, 6. We need to pray for a spirit of prayer to come upon us in this hour. There are some things going on and prayer requests that were given to me this week that I knew it's going to take prayer. I'm talking real strong. It's going to take the spirit of prayer, the spirit of intercession to come upon us and pray these things out and pray these things through. And I'm ready, church. You just sign up. That's what you're interested in. We can't fool around anymore. There are people, places, and things that need to be turned around and changed. And it's going to take strong intercession. Strong intercession. Speaking forth the word of God in his power and his might. Glory to God. Okay, Hebrews 13, 6. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Glory to God. The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified what man can do to me. So we need to say it. You notice it says we take comfort. And courage and confidently and boldly say. It's just like Jesus said, you have to speak to the mountain and the mountain will be removed. If you don't say it, it's not going to happen. It's like when Jesus spoke to that fig tree, he cursed it and it died. And we need to speak to circumstances and situation and watch God move. 
He is, he is ready to do the supernatural like it's never been seen in the world before in this time and this hour. But he's looking for those that, number one, know the word of God, have not traveled off to doctrines, you know, other doctrines, but know the word of God, have the faith of God, know how to pray, have their lives completely cleansed and they keep themselves completely cleansed and in the walk of God, walking with God continually. This is a daily walk, a daily period of time before God saying, God, is there anything in me that is not pleasing to you? Search me, God, and know my ways. And if there be anything wicked, get it out. Get it out of me. I don't want it. Get it out of me. First show it to me and then get it out. Make him Lord of your life. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You know, it has become so easy because of the situations and the search and the things that have taken place on the earth. I'm going to talk about politics a little bit, but I'm not going to mention names. I'm sorry to say that the body of Christ has become very complacent in this hour because they feel like, well, there's nothing we can do. That's not what my Bible says. There's plenty we can do. But we have to rise up and take our place in him. Praise you, Father. So I'm going to read this um, 13.6 in the Amplify, or King James. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do to me. Glory to God. Remember them which hath the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, consider an end of their conversation, considering the end of their conversation. Hallelujah. What, what really can the enemy do to us? If God be for you, my Bible says who can be against you? If God be for me, who can be against me? Nothing. Hallelujah. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified what man can do to me. Glory to your name, Jesus. And then it says in verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. You cannot make him change. His word, is, his word is solid. It has been spoken into existence and it will not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. And thank God the more word that we know, the more word that we walk in, the more word that we are obedient to, the stronger we become. You know, God is going to have a remnant on the earth that will go forth in this last day, in this last hour, and set the captives free. A remnant. You know, he always has had a remnant that will do something for God. Do you want to be part of that remnant? If I'm not going to be part of that remnant, then God, take me home tonight. Amen. 
if I'm not going to do anything for you, God, in this hour, just take me on home. Because there's, there's plenty for us to do. Plenty for us to do. God's promises um, of us through difficulties. I've got, if you saw, this is what I'm preaching off of right now. <laughs> so it's quite interesting. Exodus 14, 16. We don't back up. We do not run. The Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. When the enemy comes in, the Bible says, like a flood, God places up a standard against him. He puts up a standard. You know, some people quote it, when the enemy comes in. In other words, the enemy's going to come in and the enemy's bigger. The enemy has already been defeated. We do not have to yield to the enemy. It's a done deal. Amen? Sure, we've all, we've all blown it. We've all got, gotten off. You know, it's a whole new day today, and we can, we can just move forward in the things of God. Amen. Forgetting the past, as Paul said. One thing I do, forgetting the past and pressing on or straining on to the mark of high calling. You know, there's some things in the past that we've fallen into and that, that were, you know, it just happened and we want to just kick ourselves around. Forget it. It's over. If you've confessed it and turned from it, it's over. Don't let the enemy harass you about it anymore. Even if you have to strain forward sometimes, sometimes we have to strain. Straining forth to the mark of high calling. There is a high calling and it's, he is calling us out right now to go forth and do mighty things on your job, in your house, just praying in your house. You know, most of you ladies know where, I, where it seem, God seems to talk to me the most. For some reason, I, when he's going to talk to me about the church or people in the church, it's normally in a certain area of the house. That's fine, whatever. It works. He can get my full attention. Um, Exodus 14, 16. You know, you need to learn how to pray when you're in the bathroom. <laughs> All right, God, what do you want me to know today? <laughs> All right, Exodus 14, 16. Lift up your rod. Now listen to what he said. This is good. This is so good. Let's move up a little. Um, you know, Pharaoh drew near. The Lord said, okay, let's look at 14. And the Lord, when he talks about in chapter 13, the Lord went before them in the day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night and did not depart from before the people. And the Lord said to Moses, tell, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp before phi ha i roth There, got it. Between Migdal and the Red Sea, before Baal-Zephon, you shall, you shall encamp 
opposite it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the Israelites, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in and I will harden, make stubborn, strong Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them and I will gain honor and glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts and the Egyptians know, shall know that I am the Lord and they did so. I was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and the heart of Pharaoh of his servant was changed towards the people and they said, what is it? What is, what is this we have done? We have let Israel go from serving us. And he made ready his chariots and he took his army and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. Hang on. The Lord made, made hard and strong the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And he pushed the Israelites. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that the Lord has made the heart of our president this way. Hard and strong. And he's trying to push the Christians. But guess what? If God be for me, who can be against me? This country was founded on Jesus Christ and in God we trust. So God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? I never had seen this before, but when you look at this, the Lord had the Lord made hard and strong the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites for they left proudly and defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them and their horses and their chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them and camped at the Red Zion and whatever in the whatever. And when Pharaoh drew, knew the, drew near, the Israelites looked up and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and the Israelites were extremely frightened and cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses as it became as it became, there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. What, why have you treated us this way and brought us out of Egypt? Did, you not tell, did we not tell you in Egypt, let us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. This sounds like a bunch of ignorant people to me. I hate to say this. Blaming Moses. Moses told the people, Fear not. Stand still. Firm. Confident. Undismayed. The God is telling us today, Fear not. Stand still. Firm. Confident. And undismayed. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see them again. Hallelujah. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Amen. Now listen to this. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Amen. Amen. This is the important part, so underline what you need to underline. And remain at rest. Go back up. 
to verse 13. Fear not, stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. He never says go backwards. He said go forward. You don't run from your enemy. You run at your enemy, and you let him know, I'm not afraid of you. You have already been defeated. Hallelujah. So, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the Israelites shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I behold, I will harden, make stubborn and strong the hearts of the Egyptians. And they shall go into the sea after them after. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians shall know and realize that I am the Lord when I have gained honor and glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angel of the Lord, who went before the hosts of Israel, moved and went behind them. He used to go before them, and he moved behind them. The angel of the Lord, my Bible says, is camping round and about us. If he needs to be in front of you, He'll be in front of you. If he needs to be behind you, he'll be behind you. Glory to God. This is so powerful when you think about it. You know, Michelle's up in the air a lot of the time. Her angel is before her, behind her, around her, all over the place. Hallelujah. Every airplane she gets on, every vehicle she rides, and this is for every one of us too. John, you know what you do for a living. God is before you. If he has to be before you or behind you or around you, the angel of the Lord is camped around and about us. Thank you, Jesus. God, we are so grateful to you. But we have to do these things that he says. Fear not, stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord which will work for you today. Today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day. Hallelujah. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not that of the world, but my peace I give to you. If you read Philippians 4, you see that he says that we're not to become Well, we'll go there after this if the Lord tells me to. So let's move on. So he says he's going to make him harden, make stubborn and stronger the hearts of the Egyptians. That's what we're seeing in our country. And people are, all they talk about is what's going on in the White House, what's going on in the government, whatever. Who is bigger, God or or Jesus? God or Jesus and Jesus or those politicians. God is. If God be for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Unfortunately, 
those people, the Lord just spoke this to me, that are being harassed in these countries that are Christians are baby Christians. They don't know the word of God. They have not been taught the word of God. So they don't know how to stand up, rise up, pray, and fight their battles in the spirit realm. But church, we know how to. God has given us the power and the authority of the word of God, and we know the word of God, and there is no excuse, none at all, for us not to stand up and take the authority that he has given us. Too many murmurers and complainers about what's going on in our country. God knows. He knows what's going on. He's just waiting for the body of Christ to rise up and take their rightful place. Amen. So let's see what else he tells them. It says, um, and I behold will harden, make stubborn. God said, I will make stubborn and strong the hearts of the Egyptians and, sh and they shall go into the sea after them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians shall know and realize that I am the Lord. When I have gained honor and glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and horsemen, and the angel of God who went before the host of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from be before them and stood behind them, coming between the hosts of Egypt and the hosts of Israel. It was a cloud and darkness to the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to the Israelites and the one host did not come near the other all night long. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think of this. <laughs> the children of God, total light. The children of the devil, total darkness. Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. The Egyptians shall know and realize that I am the Lord when I have gained honor and glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angel of God who went before them, read this again, of Israel, moved and went behind them. Okay, here we go. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back with a strong east wind. Sounds like a big Santa Ana to me with a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. Get a picture of this, okay? This strong east wind blows over this. The waters are divided. The sand, the, the, all this wet sand turns dry. God is preparing the place for them to walk on. Hallelujah. So we're, and the Israelites went into the midst of the sea on dry ground and the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them in the midst of the sea, even all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. And in the morning watched the Lord through the pillar of fire and the cloud looked down on the hosts of the Egyptians and discomforted them and bound, clogged, took off their chariot wheels, making them drive heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. The Lord, then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, and the, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and horsemen. 
So Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea, the sea returned to its strength and normal flow. And the morning, and when the morning appeared, the Egyptians fled in it, being met by it. The Lord overthrew the Egyptians and shook them off into the midst of the sea. When the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the hosts of Pharaoh that pursued them, not even one of them remained, but the, but the Israelites walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea, the waters being a wall to them, to their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord did save Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And, the, and Israel saw the great work which the Lord did against the Egyptian and all the people reverently feared the Lord and trusted and relied on, remained steadfast to the Lord and his servant Moses. Hallelujah. God will always, he will always place a God, if you allow him to, a godly Christian man and woman or man or woman before you that God will use. Praise the Lord. I thank God. You know, there is a lot. There's much, much, much demanded of ministers in this hour to keep straight on the word of God, to keep in prayer, to keep watch, to be a watchman on the wall, to be open to the things that God tells him so that they, that they can pray and seek his face and rebuke the enemy for the sake of those that are under them. It's a privilege it's, it's not a burden, it's a privilege. Hallelujah. So let's move on now to Joshua 3.17. We know Joshua, Moses, Moses blew it and got a little uptight. And God said, well, it's time for you to go ahead and, and be buried. And so God buried him. And now Joshua was told that he would be the leader and Let's go to verse uh, chapter one first. And it says, the book of the law, the word shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is in it, written in it. Then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Here we go. Have I not commanded you be strong, vigorous, very courageous. Be not afraid, Rem neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with you and I wherever we go. You have to really get a picture of this. God is always with you wherever you go. Jesus said, I go away, but I send another comforter. And then he lists all the attributes of the comforter. And the comforter, the Holy Spirit, is everywhere with every believer. He's there. He's there to minister. He's there to lead. He's there to guide. He's there to counsel. He's there to teach. Hallelujah. And so we see in, in chapter 317, what a God we serve. And while the Israelites passed over the dry ground, the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. We see the same thing here. And it, so the people 
Um, let's look a little bit here. In 10, Joshua said, 9, Joshua said to the Israelites, come, come near, hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will surely drive out from you all the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Parasites. I call them Parasites. <laughs> Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. All these sites. Behold, behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all of the earth is passing over between you and the Jordan. So take 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe, when the soles of their feet of the priests who bore the ark of the, of the Lord, all the earth shall rest on the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan coming down from above shall be cut off, and they shall stand up in one heap. And when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan, and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and their feet of the priests bearing the Ark were in the brink of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout this time of harvest, then the waters came up, which came down from above, stood and rose up in a heap. That would really be something to see. Far off at Adam, the city is beside Zarathan, and those flowing down towards the Sea of Arabah, the, dead, the salt Dead Sea, were wholly cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. And while all of Israel passed over on dry ground, the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant, and the Lord stood, of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan till all the nations finished passing the Jordan. Now remember, those on the other side who were their enemies saw this heap of water standing up in the air. You can just imagine. They knew, oh no, they're coming. They're coming. And they'd known for 40 years that the Israelites were coming. But now they really know they are coming. Well, we need to all put on the armor of God, take the sword of the Spirit, and we need to start wielding that sword of the Spirit. The Bible says when the enemy comes against you, having done all to stand, stand therefore. In Ephesians chapter 6, we need to stand. It's time for us to rise up and go forward and take back this land from the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs fifteen nineteen. The way of the let's see the way of the sluggard is is a, of the way of a slothful man is a hedge of thorns but the way of the righteous is made plain hallelujah we also have in Isaiah 30 verse 21 so you don't want to be a sluggard in this hour there's been too many sluggards that's why so much is going on you know back in in the well even in my time, people didn't have time to sit around and do nothing. They didn't have time to sit there and text and do nothing. They were busy. They washed their hands um, 
I remember on a board or, or they had one of those washers that had a ringer on it and cons all day long. You baked bread, you cleaned house, you did all these things. There wasn't time from morning to night. People have become slothful and sluggards. They, there, weren't fat, there were no fast food restaurants. All the restaurants were closed on Sunday. You didn't see any stores hardly open on Sunday at all. People went to church. Times have changed. God wants this thing turned around. He says, forsake not the assembling, even so much more as you see the evil day approaching. So every time the enemy tries to get you to forsake the assembling, say, oh no, I know what you're like. I'm not falling for this. I'm not falling for it. There's, there, there's been too much slothfulness and God is pulling us back and saying, stand up, stand straight, get ready, because I'm ready to use you. Are you ready to be used? Amen? So Isaiah 30, 21. You know, a lot of Christians, wah, 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 you want to buy them a big pacifier and say, here. <laughs> Good idea. 3021. And your ears will hear the word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. This is the way, walk in it. This is my way, walk in it. You know, someone told to me not too long ago, it's hard to walk in the word. And I said, yeah, it is. But they said, but it's so worth it. The blessings are so much greater that come to you when you walk in the word. Amen. Isaiah 42, 16. Gee, we don't have to run out of here a quarter after because we have to get the kids home. I will lay waste the mountains and hill. Um, well, I don't think I got the wrong one. What did I say? 42, 16. And I will bring the blind by the way and they that they know not. I will lead them in the path that they have not known. I will make darkness into light before them and make uneven places into plain. These things I have determined to do for them and I will not leave them forsaken. Amen. He will not leave you forsaken. Amen. Somebody else might leave you forsaken, but my God will not leave you forsaken. If he knows every hair on your head, he certainly is not going to leave you forsaken. Isaiah 42, 16. Nope, I just did that one. God will remove all obstacles. Isaiah 40, verse 4. You believe that? Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain. Okay, 
verse 3. Verse 3, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low. And, and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed in all the flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 45, verse 2. I hope that's a 2. Thus says the Lord, the host, the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him. I will unarm and ungird the loins of kings before him, to open doors before him, so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and level the mountains to make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut asunder the bars of irons. And I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. He wants us to know him who calls us by our name. Trust me, church, there is going to be more calling out from the Lord to each one of you. But you must be ready and prepared. You must spend time in the Word. This is my feeling. If I do something else and I don't get in the Word, then I have to ask myself, what's more important? This other thing? Are the Word of God. For me to go to bed at night and have not read my Bible is a sin. Is a, for me, is a slap in God's face because this is this is His love letter to me, and it's it. He doesn't want to hear any excuses because there is none. There's no excuse. There's not any excuse. I've had to, I've literally stayed up till three o'clock to get my time in with God. Praise God, I was able to get my Bible back on that I can hear it and read it. Um, Isaiah, 40, Isaiah 49, 11. Let's look at verse 13. I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. 
Sing for joy, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and bring forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion upon his afflicted. Glory to God. He says, sing for joy, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his afflicted. Praise you, Jesus. Matthew 21, 21. You know, I don't know. This might be the last sermon you ever hear from Pastor and I. Jesus could come while we're gone. That'd be great. Be fine with me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The Lord has really impressed on me to make sure that everything is right in my life all the time. I can't explain it. I'm sure many of you, I hope all of you are feeling this, but he's like, get yourself prepared. And I don't mean to die either. Get yourself prepared to meet me. The Bible says, let the bride be prepared. I'm going to paraphrase this to meet, to meet her bridegroom. Then he, ta he also talks about the ten, the ten virgins and only five of them had the, lamp, the oil in their lamp. And the other five knew the bridegroom was coming. Please give us some of your oil. No way I'm not giving my oil away. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. This is what he is saying in this hour. Get yourself filled and stay full. Get rid of anything. I don't care what anything that can keep you back. Anything. Because when that trumpet sounds, my prayer is that every person in this church, including us, is going to be ready to leave. There is nothing at all, nothing that can hinder the coming of the Lord that has not been done. And I don't know about you, but there is this urgency of getting everything together and keeping it together like I've never had in my life. Praise you, Jesus. Matthew 21, 21. And Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, if you have faith, a firm, relying trust, and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to this fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever you ask for in prayer, having faith and really believing, you will receive. And when he entered the sacred enclosure temple, um, the chief priests and elders of the people came up to him. He was teaching and, and said, by what power of authority are you doing these things? 
And who gave you this power and authority? And Jesus answers them, them I will ask you a question. <laughs> if I, and if I, if you give me the answer, then I will tell you what, tell you by what power of authority I do these things. Very interesting. Very interesting. Church, we're in the time. Jesus said, greater things than me shall you do. Where people will be coming up to you if you have yourself ready and prepared. And they will be asking you, by what power and by what authority are you doing these things? And of course, we will say, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I have a sermon on the other part of it is the hindrances to the promise and spiritual progress, but we'll do that another time. Do you have anything to share? I've entrusted this church. We have put this church in God's hands while we go on vacation. Um, Laurel will be doing uh, me in charge. I'm going to tell you right now, you will be um, hearing John Bevere's new series on Sundays and Wednesdays and it should pretty much be done. By the time we get back, you won't be sitting here for hours in church, but come ready to receive. What's it called? What's it? You have it back there, John. What? Good or God? I heard the first two today. They're very excellent. Um, we have never ever left this church and done videos so you know that for us to do this on a Sunday morning and a Wednesday it has to be God okay do you have anything to come on up here come up come up okay Yeah, it's a, it's a a good